This is the Thursday Night Podcast, your source for news, analysis, and all things Georgia State sports. Because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the Thursday Night Podcast. My name is Jordan and I'm joined today by Brady and David. We have White Smoke. Eight days after Sean Elliott announced he was resigning as Georgia State's head football coach, Dell McGee was named as his replacement. We'll look back at the process that got Georgia State Adele and give our initial reaction to the hire and what Coach McGee's Panthers will look like. Uh, McGee has been the running backs coach at Georgia under Kirby Smart for the past eight seasons, adding the title of run game coordinator in 2019. He's considered one of the UGA staff's best recruiters and oversaw the development of four Bulldog running backs who had 1,000-yard rushing seasons, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, and Elijah Holyfield. Before joining Coach Smart's first staff in Athens, McGee had spent two years at Georgia Southern on Willie Fritz's staff, serving as the interim coach in the 2015 GoDaddy Bowl. The Eagles' 58-27 win over Bowling Green in that game gives McGee a lifetime 1-0 record as a head coach. He was also the head coach of Carver Columbus from 2005 to 2012, turning them into a winning program with an 88-19 and record in his time there. Graham Coffey of the Players' Lounge, Georgia, first reported the sides were finalizing a deal late on Wednesday night. Friday evening, ESPN's Pete Thamel reported McGee had signed a five-year deal, and official word from the university came soon after, along with the announcement of his introductory press conference Monday at 10 a.m. Gentlemen, thoughts on Del McGee, new head coach of Georgia State Football? Yeah, so I don't think this necessarily rates as emergency pod because it's a couple days after the fact. It was kind of hard lining that up because... We basically knew the hire from Wednesday, and it was a matter of when it came out, but we wanted to put this out. Uh, This will be out in your feeds on Sunday as we are recording this. Part two will cover the rest of Georgia State stuff. This felt important enough to just get out there immediately. Obviously, Georgia State getting their fourth head coach officially in place. And I felt pretty good about the hire just from who we were hearing about. And the, the final candidates, just the list of names that it basically felt like it ended up being in some order was McGee, Georgia Tech offensive coordinator Buster Faulkner, Willie Simmons, who's currently the running backs coach at Duke, but had been at Florida A&M the last few years and had really built a winning program there. Uh, they won the celebration pool this past December in Atlanta. Uh, Trooper Taylor, who has been all around the SEC uh, as an assistant and also at Arkansas State for a few years, knows the Atlanta area well in recruiting. Jess Simpson, who's, uh, I think, co-defensive coordinator, defensive line coach at Georgia Tech right now. He had gotten the first defensive line job at Georgia State on Sean Elliott's staff, but quickly took a Falcons position about a month after coming to Atlanta. So he never really coached here, but would have been a funny little turnaround. And Brian McClendon, the other Georgia staffer, wide receivers coach, pass game coordinator, who is now with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, But all of those names kind of signaled what Charlie Cobb and the search committee was looking for, which is a big uptick in recruiting. And I think Del McGee is the best name given that criteria. And my question all along was whether he wanted it. And now that he's accepted the job, pretty good indication that, yes, he, he did want it. And I think it's a really, really strong hire on paper and given you lose your coach three days into spring practice in February I really don't think they could have done better and I think what helps is this type of hire they probably wanted to make all along and the guy they wanted wanted the job and a lot of excitement around the fan base about the program and just generally when you look on Twitter whether it's UGA people whether it's former coaches that he was uh, on staff with, former players he coached, Georgia high school coaches, 
a lot of positive energy about this hire and a lot of interested parties now from how Georgia State does in 2024 and beyond. Yeah, certainly was um, a home run hire. Um, you know, I, I think you and I had a conversation offline because I was like, yeah, this is a great hire for the time. Um, but, you know, the more I've sat and thought about it, I think I agreed with what you said about how this is if the hire, if, you know, Coach Elliott had left. Whenever, in, November, December, December midseason yeah. firing, like any time right, this like, would have been a guy near the top of the list. Exactly. You know, and it's I guess the the thing that I look for when it comes to coaching hires, both at the college college level and at the NFLs, you want to see, you know, experience. And, you know, on the surface, it doesn't look like, you know, sorry, I should say you want to see experience at the coordinator positions. Um, and obviously, McGee has history as a coach. You know, but it's, it had been a while, right? It had been a while since he had been a head coach, um, you know, and he had not necessarily been the guy who had been the offensive coordinator for those Georgia teams. But at the same time, though, you cannot deny the body of work with who he has worked with um, just in terms of the way that UGA has churned out not just running backs, not just good running backs, elite running backs. If you're able to, you know, distill that down into the guy who's still going to be recruiting Georgia um, and then still going to be the head coach. I mean, Georgia State could probably not have done better than this hiring right here. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just the running backs. Just in general, he was, you know, he was there when they got Justin Fields out of high school. Uh, A whole host of just their best. I think Lorenzo Carter, he was also involved in, if I'm not mistaken. He was kind of their ace that went and got after the top recruits they were looking to land. Kirby being the closer as the head coach. but. This is certainly a loss for Georgia, and it might not seem like it in the long run because Kirby's probably going to do a heck of a job going out and finding replacement for uh, for Dell and the other staffers they've lost this offseason that are really good recruiters, but that's just because Kirby's built a, a machine. But that machine is kind of why I don't think the coordinator stuff matters because I don't think that was ever Dell's path to being a head coach. I think at a certain point he he made the choice that he was in a good spot to keep being a part of a winning program at Georgia and that he wasn't going to go the coordinator route and play calling route. And that's not his, you know, that's not what you're getting with him. You're not saying this guy's going to come in and do this or that with the scheme. And the coordinator hires are going to be really important for him as far as like what the team looks like, but you're adding a guy who has been intimately involved in one of the best programs in college football on the recruiting side, all of that. And you're getting a CEO who's going to come in, hopefully make the right hires, and just kind of reshape the entire structure of Georgia State's recruiting, which is, you know, I don't know what ceiling to put on it. I think it'd be comfortable to expect that they're going to be among the better Sunbelt recruiters, you know, the but one of the top teams in the Sunbelt in the recruiting standings year in, year out at this point. What that means as far as on field is not clear you know you can get a bunch of recruits and not win games it's still a a whole second part with the development side of things but the bar is going to be raised significantly as far as effort in in in-state recruiting and i think outcomes i mean you can't fault the numbers that you see from what dell's been able to do and it's not just the metro atlanta area though i think that is a big part of it and i think you're going to see as soon as he's got a staff 
all of his assistants out there peppering social media with, hey, I'm at this high school, I'm at this high school. And I think whatever that garners as far as recruits for the fans that have grown a little bit tired of Sean Elliott not necessarily being out there in the recruiting trail and all the stuff about living in South Carolina and the emphasis on South Carolina and recruiting, just the image of everything with him being out there and his staff being out there and looking to be putting in all the work they're going to be doing will be a breath of fresh air for a fan base who's felt like the thing that's been missing that's stopping Georgia State from being that upper echelon Sunbelt team is pouring in that effort on the recruiting trail. And I think if nothing else, you're certainly going to see that almost immediately when the staff is in place. Yeah, you know, uh, the Atlanta recruiting thing is certainly a hot button topic. Um, and we, you know, won't have to go over that specifically. But I, I think in this case, it is important just simply to echo your recruiting point, just because the recruiting should get better. And, you know, a lot of people want that recruiting to be better locally. And if that is where it gets better, that's all that matters. As far as, you know, those local connections, you know, and I think one thing I've appreciated the most about Coach Jonas Hayes, for example, is how immediate it has been. Obviously, with the February timeline, and I, I think there's another transfer portal that opens up yeah, in at some point in time. Yeah, okay, after spring practice. It'll be hard necessarily for McGee to get those guys, you know, that we're talking about this year. I mean, maybe some matriculation will happen. Um, I'm not really sure how that process is going to go just because, one, we don't know who's going to stay on staff. We don't know who is going to, you know, if there's going to be any transfers out anyways. You know, a lot to leave up to that. But, you know, this time next year, we're going to look at that first real, okay, I've been Georgia State's head coach for a bit. You know, this is how I am now recruiting going forward. This is where, you know, we kind of were at the end of the year. And these are the transfers that I was able to get. You know, we'll see that class come in next year and be like, okay, yes, this is where the emphasis is going to be. Um, So I would call that immediate is the point that I'm trying to make. You know, it was pretty apparent when Coach Jonas Hayes got here that, you know, bring Atlanta home or whatever was the slogan that was going on through his head. And that's exactly what, you know, I have imagine coach McGee is going to want to do, you know, when he is given the time and the resources to be able to do that. I, I, again, we do have to wait to see. I think there's an opportunity to probably still bring in some 2024 high school guys, possibly if there's some people he's made connections with that now he's at Georgia state, he might circle back if they haven't signed and say, Hey, you want to come to Georgia state? Um, Past that, I think it's really going to be, that the groundwork will immediately start getting laid for the class of 2025 high school. And that putting in that work now might not see the full fruits of that, obviously until next signing period when that class is able to sign for the first time. But you really always look at the first full signing class as the, the true making of what a coach is going to do on the recruiting trail. It's, hard even when they come in in December and have all the time to even get a real first signing class. A lot of that work already was done by the last staff before Sean Elliott left. So that opportunity doesn't really exist at this moment in time with maybe a few exceptions. There's a few scholarships available now, but it's really going to, you know, he's going to have all the time he needs starting now to build that up. And so I expect that to be a very strong first effort when the time comes for that. But like I say, not even just in Metro Atlanta, 
I wanted to circle to a tweet from UGA 24-7 beat writer Jordan Hill who mentioned Georgia State currently has four players on their roster from the West Georgia area where Del McGee recruited so well. He, he was the head coach at Carver Columbus. Um, and Jordan's quote is, got a feeling the Columbus native is going to make sure that number grows and in a hurry. So not even just specifically in the immediate Atlanta area. He's got connections there in West Georgia. That's another place where there's a lot of good players that he can bring. And so the thing is, you're he's not going to come in and be recruiting at the level Georgia was. And if that's his expectation or fans' expectations, then I don't think he can meet that at Georgia State yet. I mean, there would be something to be proven wrong on that, but I don't think that they're going to be talking about like a top 20 team recruiting. But the thing that they have to do to win the Sun Belt is stop Troy from getting some of the players that they can have and stop App State from winning some of these recruiting battles of players from Atlanta that they can have stop Georgia Southern from winning guys from the Atlanta area and around the state of Georgia that they can have. And like, that's where undoubtedly Sean Elliott's staff was not winning, not having a ton of those recruiting wins with players from Metro Atlanta area. Um, you're never going to keep ever, like you cannot sign every good high schooler. That's a three-star from the state of Georgia. You do not have enough scholarships for that. There's a ton of talent, but you can win back in that way. You can get those type of players to stay. I think Dell's got the relationships in the state. And from everything I can tell is the type of coach players love to play for. Parents love to have their kids go play for. And so I do think whether it's early on, whether it's next signing class, whenever we start seeing it, I think that's where you're really looking to see Dell make his impact, him and his staff. And that is going to win a lot of fans over because that's what they've been hoping this program could be over time. And I think it's also going to be kind of the formula to making more of a name for yourself in the Sun Belt. It's the easiest way you look at all the talent that is within this radius, just makes all the sense in the world. And from what Charlie Cobb, all the names I listed off, it seemed like that was the emphasis all along. And I think Dell was the best version of what you could bring in with that. Next part of it's just going to be the staff he brings in and what he's able to do on that side of things. But again, he's got a lot of good relationships. I am very interested to see the type of swings he's able to get on this staff and who he's able to bring in. Because I almost guess softly, you know, I put out a what could a Dell McGee staff at Georgia State look like uh, for the VIPs on Panther Talk. And I almost went a little bit. I just didn't go too over the top. I didn't want to assume some of the names he might be able to pull or just like the, the type of coaches he might be able to pull. But he might be able to be one of those guys who really assembles like this monster staff that in a couple of weeks we're talking about like, geez, the work that he just did doing this is something. That, by all indications, that's the type of personality, you know, gravitational force that he could potentially be. And it would certainly be huge for the program. Also wanted to circle around to another part of this that Austin McGee, the cornerback from Athens Academy, signed for Coach Elliott in December. And so in a perfect world, kind of the, the cherry on the top of this whole situation is Del McGee is going to coach his son as a Georgia State Panther. And just an unbelievably cool facet of this story and very cool for the McGees that through all of this, this lined up to work out that way. Be really funny if uh, in a few days we get a 
Austin McGee has entered the transfer portal type tweet for someone that I I need that to happen, honestly, just for him to pull it back, play put one over on his dad. I I don't think he can yet because he's not it. He's still to enter in a in, in May or what June, whatever time it is. But no, I mean he put out a blue heart when the news was not even officially like as the, the it was trickling that way, but. We'll have more on this um, as we are recording this on Sunday tomorrow. Introductory press conference at 10 a.m. I will be there. I am sure Atlanta media will be out out there in droves, which is another part of this that I mentioned at the beginning, the kind of the embrace that's going on. I think you got a lot of eyeballs from whether it's Georgia fans who loved McGee and what he did there in Athens the last eight years and Atlanta media people who have been covering Georgia a lot and Nodell and you know, have know that Georgia fans are interested. So it's going to sell if they put out a lot of Georgia state stuff with Dell now involved. And so I never really bought into this full idea that like, you just say the word Atlanta and the Georgia state job takes off and you get all this interest. Like, I think there's a lot of groundwork you need to lay with building out the current alumni base, you know, the young alumni and the current student body, as far as really building out this program, getting attendance up, all of that stuff. But I do think that this next fall, one, season ticket numbers are going to be better than they've been maybe other any other year. Like the increase will be bigger than it's been in any other year because of the excitement from the current fans. But I think you're going to get a lot of UGA fans, whether it's on Georgia bye week or if they're playing a game they know that Georgia's going to win and they don't really want to go to Athens and pay for all that. I think you're going to have people walk up and want to see Georgia State play just because of the Del McGee connection. And you know, that is another way to kind of build out the excitement around this team and build more of a following. And I discounted the idea just on just generally like the Atlanta part of it, like equals the, there's a mega fan base waiting to be unlocked, but this is certainly a portion of college football fanatics around the Southeast and in the Atlanta area that I think we're going to see Georgia state get to tap into a little bit. All right, and that's all we have for part one of this week's episode. As we said earlier, the introductory press conference for head coach Del McGee will be tomorrow, Monday at 10 a.m., and Brady will be there on behalf of us and Panther Talk to get all the details. We'll have much, much more to discuss on the new era for Georgia State football next week. On Tuesday, we'll discuss this week in basketball and baseball in part two of this episode. So have a great week, and we'll see you then.